The following program is rated M-A-L. It contains strong language and is intended only for mature audiences. This week on the 5-Minute Warning. Bruce Wayne and Clark Kent talking and then moving back stuff back up into his mom's house. Because remember, she lost the house because she couldn't pay no bills. And he was like, you know, how'd you get the house back? And he was like, I bought the bank. Who owned the house? What? Is that just a rich person thing? I mean, well, that's that's a, a, a fake character thing because that's not a real person. But clearly not because this dude just did it. Touche. <laughs> Touche. Hey, man, you hate somebody so much, you're going to buy their dwelling and then they're going to pay you. Bruh. The five-minute warning. Okay, students, this is your five-minute warning. I repeat, five-minute warning. Silence. This is the five-minute warning with Reuben Brown, happening right now. Good evening, everyone, or morning, or whenever you're listening to us. How's it going? My name's Reuben. I got Mo B in the house. And yes, and yes, ladies and gentlemen, this is another episode of the five minute warning. And yeah, it's we're a little late, it was supposed to be early. But those who are listening to on the podcast, you don't know that. But those who are are watching, you're like, you're supposed to come on at nine. Well, technical difficulties, yeah, it's it's your best friend, then your worst enemy. And man, I don't know what's going on with me today, but today's been a little off. I mean, do you feel like it's been a little off? Uh, not really. I mean, I know everybody acting like we about to have a blizzard here, but I other mean, than that, you know, it's pretty normal. Yeah, but man, three times today, man, I'm sitting on my couch and I'm eating. And for whatever reason, I guess I thought I was Aquaman and... Three times a day, I choke because apparently I decided to breathe and drink at the same time. Breathe through my mouth and drink through my mouth at the same time, which means the water goes into the windpipe, which chokes you because I ain't got gills. It's one thing for it to happen to you maybe once, but three times? I don't know. It's just been that kind of day. I mean, that's... that's I don't know if the day got anything to do with that. That sounds like something going on with you. I mean, it could be. It wouldn't be the first time. But it's just, ugh. I mean, I don't think I'm trying to take myself out. That's what it sounds like. It seems like I tried three times. And of course, I'm sitting on the couch. So I'm not really trying to throw up on, on the carpet. But I end up throwing up on the carpet. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I have to clean that. Just a you mean you have day. it already? Haven't already what? Cleaned it up? Yeah, clean it up right after I got. Oh, okay, my I, I thought you. you just said together. I got. I thought you was like I, I got to clean that up. I'm like, dang, dog, you just threw nah, up. Man, like, All right, I get to it after. I get to it after the broadcast. Probably. Nah, <laughs> nah I'm dedicated. Man. I'm dedicated to this. I am dedicated to this, but not like that. <laughs> I mean, nah, man, it ain't that it is not that kind of party. That, that I can guarantee. So, this week, man, 
it's been rather tame, you know. Except, you know, we had to deal with the the my pillow situation for two weeks in a row. And no, we didn't have to. We didn't have to deal with it. You you have a personal vendetta against the my pillow guy. Look, man, that, it's not that's, a personal that's a vendetta. You it's not a personal vendetta. I just don't think he should be the person that somebody with any type of intelligence should be talking to about, you know, issues such as somebody stole the election. So I'm saying. I mean, you know, when 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 your ship is sinking, you cling to whatever you can. Yep. And the my pillow dude was it. But this week we're not talking about the my pillow guy. We technically just did. I mean, see, man, there you go. Just, just, just saying, we technically just did. Well, what I want to talk about first is what's going on in New York. Well, let me change that. There are a lot of things going on in New York. But this time... You want to talk about the petty? The super petty. Yo, man, like, <laughs> real talk. This first of show, all, explain to everybody what you're talking about, because you can't just go go right into it. I understand that, but let me, before I get there... This might be the most super petty show that we've ever done. And that's saying something. Because we talked about Trump for a long time. But this is like, I feel like everything we're about to talk about is like petty. Like, I mean, level petty. You, you picked the topic, so it makes sense. But I didn't like put it together like that. <laughs> I didn't expect for the, the petty to just be like on, on you know, 9,000. But the pays on 9,000, especially with this one. So... The mayor of Southampton, New York is being called a squatter. And for those of you who do not know what a squatter is, basically what it is, is somebody who lives in a location and they don't pay rent. Now, usually... Some of our listeners may be squatting right now. Possibly. (laughs) But most squatters happen when a place is abandoned, or excuse me, abandoned quotes um and somebody just says you know i'm gonna live here and they just live there they don't pay rent nothing like that but now you know these days if you're not paying rent and legally you can't get kicked out because of the pandemic i mean technically you're a squatter i guess but it's not against the law to squat today which is possibly the weirdest thing i've ever said because on one end being a squatter is against the law However, on another end, there are these things called squatters' rights. Some people who break the law have rights. Go figure. Don't get it. Not my thing. So, basically, the mayor of Southampton, New York, is being, you know, the people who own because he rents his house. He doesn't own a house. He rents his house. And the owner said he ain't paying rent. So they issued him a 90-day vacate notice. Well, first of all, it's illegal to, to do that because you can't, people can't kick people out at this point in time. I mean, that's a federal law or a federal mandate. Mandate. So they, you can't even do that right now. And then on top of all that, the funny thing is, it's not even the funny thing. The dude, the, this is so petty. The mayor says that he's been paying rent. They just ain't been cashing the checks. And I'm just kind of like, well, kind of hard to prove both. Because, you know, you get the check, you get cash, you should burn it 
shred it, whatever. So then the guy was like, well, he ain't paid me. I mean, that's where you got to do crazy stuff like, you know. But who's the guy? Who's the guy? Well, well, we're getting there. We're getting that's there. An important, that's, a, that's an important point. Yes. So basically, the, per- the person who owns the house now, and I said it that way for a reason, is the son of Mark Epley, who is a former Southampton mayor. So, <laughs> basically, they mad. And they hating because this dude beat his dad. And then, I guess his son worked for Southampton. And then, he fired his son. You know? So, basically, what happened is, dad lost the election. Son got fired. And it gets better. The petty has gone so high as the Epleys literally purchased the house that he is renting. And then it's like, he ain't paid me in three months. I'm kicking him out. Hold on. Hold Moby, let, let me repeat that one more time. When he won the election, they didn't own the house. However, they're so petty. They purchased the house from whoever owned it. So now they are his, they, he is their tenants. And, you know, basically, we ain't got no money from you, so you, you squat. Bruh. That's, I mean, on the level of petty, the t- 10 scale of petty, where, where does that go? I mean, look, man, that's that's the new era of politics right now, man. That's that's Trump. That's Trump politics right there. Yo, man, you hate it. You hate this dude so much that you bought the house that he lived in. Yo, that's some expensive hate, man. Like, <laughs> I might be mad at somebody, man, but I'm not about to just, you know. I mean, I guess it ain't tricking if you got it. I mean, which is kind of an oxymoron, too, because you can't trick if you don't, in fact, actually have it. But, yeah, I mean, like, yo... I ain't never been that mad to somebody. I'm like, yeah, I'm gonna buy your house so I can kick you out. But then again, I'm, I'm a broke dude, so I ain't got that type of money. Maybe if I had money like that, my level of petty would go up. But petty sound expensive if that's how you gotta do it, and I, I, I ain't got it. I mean, which reminds me of another petty guy that people don't really call petty, but he is really petty. Yo, man, Bruce Wayne, aka Batman. Is, is super petty like literally he has bought stuff before to just shoot kick somebody out like he's done it like for instance you how know, we just train how we just transition into a well, fictional world like that we just we did i mean then, I, need to, was... I, need, I need to let people know because i feel like i need to let people know that they understand there is petty in this world like for instance if you watch that horrible movie Justice League horrible movie Justice League at the end of it Bruce Wayne and Clark Kent are talking and then moving back stuff back up into his mom's house because remember she lost the house because she couldn't pay no bills and he was like you know how'd you get the house back and he was like I bought the bank who owned the house what is that just a rich person thing? I mean, 
well, that's that's a a, a fake character thing because that's not a real person. But clearly not because this dude just did it. Touche. <laughs> Touche. Hey man, you hate somebody so much, you gonna buy their dwelling, and then they gonna pay you, bro. Look, man, I'm not, <laughs> I, I ain't got the hate in me like that. So that that's next level hate right there. Yeah, that is next level hate for but that, real. <laughs> but you know what, man? That should be if he's like really making up this whole the dude ain't paying me rent thing. There should be some repercussions to that. How you gonna prove it? Exactly. Actually, hold on. If I'm correct, they did say that he issued like a, a receipt of his check. Um, I think the last one they sent, they I guess they did it. He did like, it certified mail, certified man. Mail. So yeah. they know he got it, which is which then means yeah, you dirty. You either got it or you got rid of it. Man, you gonna because have, to, you gonna have to start wire. He gonna have to start wire transferring the money to the account and <laughs> the transfer records. Like, yeah, I paid. Well, apparently he's moving out in a and in in within 30, 60 days. And I mean, but unless you buy a, unless you buy the house, man, you better make sure your bank is online, or this dude might buy your bank. <laughs> I mean, clearly, clearly, clearly. He is not above buying the dude's house so he can say you 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 my tenant. He gonna have to go off the grid. Cause you know where you stay. That's public record. He's gonna have to go off the grid, man. He can't because he's a mayor of Southampton. And only to be in in order to be the mayor of Southampton in New York, you have to live there. And I'm just like, yeah. I mean, but that's some real petty, man. We're starting off the show with some real petty. And we'll go even further because I think there's some more petty. Even though it's not up front in your face petty, it's petty enough. So everybody knows last week the Tampa Bay Buccaneers beat the Green Bay Packers. So, Ruben, why are you saying this about petty? I'm about to tell you. So little I didn't know, but I didn't know this existed. So clearly. I wasn't in tune into the world. But um, in 2018, Grunk and Tom Brady made this little short video basically, you know, using the the um the bad boys for life for life song. And literally walking down and they're singing the bad boys for life joint. You know, we ain't going nowhere. It, can't stop now because we bad boys for life and of course you know they're getting off the plane and oh no they're getting on the plane on the first video and tom brady with the smirk the famous smirk like i mean yeah i know i'm the man but i'm just not gonna tell you i'm the man but everybody know i'm the man that's smirk and they're grunt being grunt in the background so they did this in 2018 never seen it so of course they get off the plane in Tampa Bay, and I guess during the plane ride, they decide, yo, man, we need to remake that video. And they remade the video. So literally on their phone, I mean, they clearly had the space to download Bad Boys for Life. They're playing the video. They're walking. 
second, you know, it's like literally like 15 seconds of the song. And they recreated it almost perfectly from the last video. And somebody did the slice with the first video. Yeah, you went second video. Both of them. And it's just like, bruh. That's I mean, that's, are we gonna like, but are we gonna look man? I I all that's cool now, but we gonna sit here and act like Tom Brady ain't ain't pulling a Benjamin button. Why this dude looking younger? He look younger now. Botox. I guess drinking that beet juice and going to bed at six and sleeping in them hyperbaric chambers, you know, that, that TB12 life. I mean, I mean, I guess. But then again, you can say the same thing for LeBron, except for his hairline, man. You would think he is still 20 something. I mean, that's because LeBron looked old when he came out. Like well, LeBron. Yeah. So LeBron looked like his, <laughs> he, he looked like he was fitty. Yeah. <laughs> LeBron looked like somebody uncle and Ofo, man. So yeah. the only difference is his hairline. But the dude spends a million dollars on his body. Like, really? That's first of all, the fact that you can say I spent you spent a million dollars on your body, big ups. Cause if I could spend a million dollars, I don't know if it'd be on my body, but I would try. I mean if I could if I if I could, I mean I guess I would. I mean, but that's when that's when you're an NBA player and you you making ducats, because he's clearly making a lot of money. Yeah, he ain't um, even spending his NBA money. Yeah, you know, that's the thing about it. he's spending his endorsement money. He's probably still living off the trains. What was it? Uh, what was that movie he was in with um, John Cena and Amy Schumer? Trainwreck. He probably yeah. still spending that money because he was he was he was a supporting cast in that. He was a lot, so he got a little cash from that. I mean, he actually was. A, he was actually fairly funny in that movie too. So. Yeah, he was. But back to the point. All right, man. You know, we we, we got the petty meter out again. Really, you just gonna redo something you did two years ago? I mean, what are we talking, Moby? One to ten, petty. Ten being the highest. Man, I didn't think it was petty. That's the thing. Like, I ain't think it was petty, man. Like, I just, I just feel like it's cool to see Tom Brady look like he having fun because it seems like the only person that brings that out of him is Grump. And look, man, these are two dudes that couldn't be more different, other than the fact that they white and athlete and athletes. Like, that's about where the similarities stop. But for some reason, like, if these dudes didn't play football with each other, you'd never see them hanging out. Well, you would never think that they would be hanging out. But, I mean, look, man, Tom Brady has fun with Gronk, man. And I didn't think it was petty. I thought it looked like two teammates just being like, yo, man, we here again. (laughs) I mean, that's real. Because they are there again. I mean, and to be full disclosure, that coach should be fired. LaFleur should be fired. I mean, how you gonna how you gonna make all the right decisions the whole season, and then you not to put the ball in your in your boy's hand? Like, really? I mean, it's fourth down. What's the worst that can happen? Oh, you don't score. Oh, you don't get a first down. You know what? But then you put them on the eight, and maybe Coach your defense can make a move. That's right, coaches. Hey man, scare money don't make money. Right? 
I mean, yeah. I mean, there's a reason that people like playing for Bruce Arians. I mean, it ain't because he's the smartest dude. It ain't because I mean, like he got the greatest X and O's. He's just like, yo, man, F it. Yeah. And, <laughs> and, and man, Riverboat Ron, man, there's some times this year I was like, bruh, <laughs> I don't know if I would have did that. But I can't be mad at you for going for it when when you think your team should be able to get it. I mean, it is what it is, man. Like, Tom Brady and, and Grant back in the Super Bowl. And in large part, no thanks to them. Because, I mean, Tom Brady played terrible in the second half. And, and Grant had, like... Did he catch anything? Yeah, I mean, he's, he's, he's basically just become a blocking tight end now. I mean, he's... Well, that and he's... Uh, he just takes other people away. You know, nah, he's, he's pretty much just a blocking tight end now. Mm. Nope, that's right. KB Echo, no risk it, no biscuit. And I mean, I wouldn't be mad if he if Aaron Rodgers wanted to get out. But it I ain't, ain't gonna happen. talk about that, dude. I got my own personal opinions of that man. So Aaron Rodgers? You don't like Aaron Rodgers? I don't know Aaron Rodgers, first of all, so but I mean if if I'm being honest. Yeah. Dude seems like a dick. Hmm. I mean, he won me a couple fancy fo- fancy turn. I mean, you know, playoffs, Super Bowls and stuff. So, I mean, you ain't got to be a cool person to win you a fantasy football game. You're right. So. That's why. I mean, so at least at this moment in time, I'm a fan. That just means he all right with you. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, That's right. When I mean, I, I ain't got nothing against him. I don't know what to do. When, hey, man. I don't money, know him at all. If money's online and it's him or Kyler Murray, yeah, man. Gonna be <laughs> Calvary. Moco Cowboy says, guess Mo B wants a Patrick Price instead of the Rogers rate. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. <laughs> those commercials are funny. But then, you know, once again, the, the petty continues. So, last week, the new Bioptic came out. I guess it's bioptic season now, because as we're recording this and doing this, is it biopic or whatever it is, is, or is it biopic? Biopic, biopic. I mean, I, I mean, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I don't know either. I mean, yeah. Hey, when in doubt, sound it out. You know what I'm saying? So, that, so <laughs> I mean, that's, so that's what they say. It works for me. <laughs> so, it's what it is, man. So this week, as this is actually being taped, the Wendy Williams bioptic is on, which I really could care less about. Cause yeah, there you go. Fill that in. Um, but then last week the salt and pepper bioptic came out, and people mad. First of all, you mad? Everybody mad because Spin apparently didn't have a real big part in it. Nor is she executive producer. And she voiced her opinion about it. Yeah. And it's just like... Which I thought she voiced her opinion very respectfully. Like, she was, you know, she basically was disappointed, but she also made sure to big up all the, you know, the actresses that portrayed them and said how good of a job she thought they did. And... Yeah. And I mean, and here's the thing. Um, that's what she should have done. I'm glad she didn't take the word the road usually traveled and just start, you know, use a whole bunch of bleak words to everybody. Because 
when it's all said and done, that sh- that the name of the biopic was called Salt and Pepper, not Salt, Pepper, and Spinderella. And me personally, like, I guess I get it, but I watched like five or ten minutes of it because that's all I could really stand. And she really won't in it. It was I mean, really you watch five or ten minutes of it, so you don't know she won't. Well, she won't in it. That's true. I mean, she was there, but she didn't look like Spent. First of all, she didn't look like Spinderella. Let's just be. Let's. I'm. I'm gonna be front. Because last time I checked, Spinderella is about my complexion. This chick who's played Spinderella was dark chocolate. Nothing wrong with her. I'm just saying, if you go play people in movies, try to get them to look like the person they playing. I mean, in the biopic that Wendy Williams funded for Aaliyah, they had Dame Dash played by some six foot five do with waves so. once again you're right. that was <laughs> that was then they had they had missy some portrayed by some chick that was like 120 pounds they just put like a really big velour jumpsuit on her like uh, like you wouldn't no, I'm, I'm dead ass <laughs> like that's what happened no, but real talk <laughs> missy lost weight and gained weight and lost weight like when i met missy back in the day you know at one of my locations where i used to work at i mean she was she was about 120 but then again, I mean, when she first came out, she was a little heavier than 120. And then she went small, and then she got a little bit bigger, and then, you know, she she played the weight game a little bit. Shout out to Missy. But I thought the per- the woman who played Aaliyah, Alexandria Ship, money. She, I mean, that, that was as close as you gonna get. My opinion. But at least she was like the right complexion. She was about the right size. But you I, mean, right, I, I watched I watched like five minutes of it and I heard everybody say it was terrible. Which I mean Me it seems like I mean I knew I wasn't gonna watch it when they said it was funded by Wendy Williams, so I knew I wasn't in. Like I don't I don't really rock with him like that. Stop. Stop. <laughs> what? Stop. Stop it. Just stop it. What? I, I don't We can't do that. We can't do that on the show. Can't man. do what? I don't really rock with him like that. Stop that. You can't say that. Stop it. That's me. I don't I don't really uh, what I, I can't say I don't really rock with him like that. Rock with her like that. I don't really rock with Wendy Thank you. like that. Thank you. That's so messed up, man. I'm just saying, man. I look. I don't. I don't care. Like really, you don't. He or she wants to identify themselves. I mean, stop it, yo. I don't. It. I don't, man. So it, it makes no my, no bit of difference just, to me. And just call her Wendy. That's what I just did. I said All Wendy. Right. But don't use pronouns, then. I'm just saying, because you're disrespectful with that. Can I say they? I guess. <laughs> I mean, but so, so yeah. So people are mad that Spin really wasn't in the movie so much. But last time I checked, it won't about Spinderella. If Spinderella was a movie by her, she called it Spinderella, Life and Times with Salt and Pepper. I mean, all right. This is this is this is me playing devil's advocate because, to be honest, I ain't got no problem with the fact that they ain't really. Ain't Me too. Me. I'm just like whatever but what I will say is most people who aren't really like if you're not if you weren't in that era or even if you were in that era but you were just a real casual hip hop fan you think Salt and Pepper is the name of the group and you think Spinderella is part of the group 
because they advertised her and they advertised her and pushed her as part of the group. So there's a whole bunch of people out there that think, yo, that's messed up that they left her out because they feel because of the way they were marketed and advertised that Spinderella was part of the group, not knowing that she was pretty much a third party contract. Which they explained in the movie, apparently. Which I'm glad they did that because really nobody really knew that. You just thought it was, hey, Spinderella, because you're right. A lot of people thought Spinderella was the end in Pepper and Salt in Pepper. But that wasn't, you know, that ain't it. Because, of course, you know, you had Susan before that. You know, which, which, you know, Spinderella dropped in a track. My name is not Susan. I was like, yo, that's that's some real foul. Did they make you say that? Because that's foul. <laughs> you know, which I don't even know if they, I didn't watch the beginning, so I don't even know if they talk about her or not. But yeah, I thought it was, I thought it, I was glad that they finally explained the position of Spinderella because you're right. Everybody thought that she was part of the group per se. And truly she really wasn't. She was just there and you know, they were just like, well, you're here, so we're going to go ahead and put you in everything. Why not? But, you know, she's like, well, they owe me millions of royalties. I mean, did did you write stuff? I don't What beats did you make? I mean, like, that's what... And I'm not saying she did, but I'm just saying... I'm about to say, like, you, you say that, but you, we don't know. You're right. And that's something that the lawyers will take care of, because as far as I know, it's... And, as far as I know, she ain't never wrote none. She ain't never made no beat. I mean, she spin. You know, but a lot of people think the relationship with Spinderella, with Salt and Pepper and Spinderella, was the same as Run DMC and Jam Master J. And it wasn't. It was completely, it was actually very different because it Jam- was. But once I said, once again, they marketed them. Like they were together. I mean, you're right, and there's nothing wrong with that. But here's the thing: it all it all comes down to contracts. I mean, no, 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 no. See, I'm not talking about the legalities of it because the legalities of it are, yeah, they they didn't need to include her in anything. I'm just saying the perception and the reason so many people are upset. People are upset because of their own ignorance to what the dynamics of the group actually were legally. Like, people think they just cut her out somehow. And it's like, no, they didn't cut her out. She was never in. Yeah. And I think that's, and that's the, and that's just the one thing that was never truly explained. I mean, I personally still think it's kind of foul. I mean, and the reason I think it's foul is because, like, yo, y'all knew how y'all were marketed. You know what I'm saying? So it is what it is. Yeah, I mean, I would almost also think back then, you know, you gotta, you probably just felt that you had to market all three, just because they were women. How about say they, they were they were strictly doubling down on the, yeah the women empowerment factor and, and stuff like and, that. And and I'm glad you brought up like Run DMC and Jam Master J because essentially that's how they were being marketed. Like we were their female duo rap group with their DJ. Yeah. But the, the difference was the contracts were different because because yeah. Jam Master J was actually part of Run DMC and Spinderella was 
Nah. Yeah. They they were the you you want fries with that girl. And I mean, I know she was essentially like the concert DJ that they were just like, all right, you can be in a music video too. Yeah, you cool, you can hang out. But you know, when it's all said and done, when when they made songs and stuff, she was not included in that. Except for the ones that she was on, which is like four. Yeah. Probably more than that, but it's, it's at least probably more. Yeah, it's at least four though. Um so and the thing about it, she might have I guess my other thought is the later on in their career when she was starting to rap with them, they probably changed her contract then for that. But when they were when they really made the money, nah, you just did the house DJ that we needed. I mean you were cute enough to hang out with, so why not? I mean, honestly, I'm just like I don't understand why so many people are in their feelings about it, man. Like, let that be between them. Yeah. Like, like one dude said up here, which to me is, I, I was like, come on, man. Like, you, you went a little too far. When he said, where, oh, saddest thing about the song, hashtag the song pepper movie is y'all talk about women's empowerment, but let Spinderella out. Ain't no salt and pepper without the spin. And I'm like, well, that's not true, but I'm glad you feel that way. Thanks. <laughs> because yeah, cause, cause was Spinderella even down when Pusha came out? You know who? Now, it was Susan. That was Susan, right? And nobody knew about Spinderella. Man, nobody knew who Spinderella was when Pusha came out. It won't know, ooh, baby, baby. Spinderella. No, no, it was. I didn't know who Spinderella was till she showed up on an album cover one day. And I was like, yeah. who's that? I mean, that's just what it was, man. It's, and I get it, but I think I think I re- I agree with you. Can People I can I vent for a second much. about that song "Push It" though? Oh gosh, sure. I think, I think the song "Push It" real good. I think I think Salt and Pepper is here. Get way way too much praise for that song. Well, I mean, Herbie Love Love did it. Uh, yeah, I about to say because let's be honest. The hook in the track is all we here for. Like it's all we here for, man. Ooh, baby, 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 baby. Ooh, all we here, baby, baby, all we here for is that is that track. Get up on this. That that beat in that track plays uh. for like eighteen <laughs> minutes straight. Get up on this. Uh, uh. Salt and pepper's here, <laughs> and we're in effect. See, you know more than me. I don't like. I don't care about none of that. Like, the track well, was hot. I know more than you. And then that one. Was, and then that one yeah. random dude that talked in every song in the late '80s and early '90s. This ain't for everybody. Only the sexy people. I'm oh, just saying, like, like, you know, that's the arm. The, the the good old days where like you could have a featured rapper that nobody knew about, and you didn't even have to put him on the credits. Like there's a whole bunch of songs that have people rapping up there in the early '90s, and we don't know their names. It was like, yo, that dude was just on the track. I mean, and Bobby Brown tried to put the dude up there, but he's. St- I mean, how are you on like four Bobby Brown tracks? You even say your name, and people still don't know who you are. Don't know who you. I don't know. Bro. I I know exactly <laughs> who you're talking about. Don't know his name though. You know, you know what his problem was? He had a horrible agent. <laughs> that's that's what that was, because. I mean, he was on like four Bobby Brown's joints, and he—I remember who said his name once, but I can't tell you what it is. 
I just can't. I'm just saying, like that was that was such a weird era back in the day, man, when you could have somebody rapping on the song and ain't nobody know who it was. Like, hey man, real talk. Who are the dudes other than Taylor Rod Taylor Riley and Rex in effect? <laughs> check baby check baby one two three four check. i mean and and check, really teddy didn't two. write none of that anyway that was pharrell and chad and i mean once again like chad was chad, chad was playing the saxophone at the beginning that's yeah. him and pharrell wrote teddy's verse <laughs> and they got uh, two other guys rapping who are they like i still don't one is rex and other effect i have no idea Bro, no, uh, no clue. No clue. At, at least what guy you knew who the the Hall brothers were. But dad. Sure. You say so. See, you won't lie for that. <laughs> so that's not that's not your fault. I say if you say so, bro. But yeah, with Ted with with Guy, you had Aaron Hall, who liked to think he could really, really say, but he was average at best. And then you had his brother who was worse. So you know, and Teddy put it all together. Hey, man, you call it what it is. I'm calling what it is. Like, that's why Aaron Hall's the only one who came out with an album that did anything. Because he could moderately sing. Oh, Aaron Hall? Yeah. No, Aaron Hall can sing, man. Okay. But his brother? Crickets. I mean, I'll take your word on it. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean... You know, it's. That's I mean, just, look, man. There, there's, there's got to be a place for Devontae swing in the background, man. You gotta have it, like, like. And why you yeah. laughing? I, all my life, all I wanted to be was a background singer. That's all I wanted. I was just like, yo, if I could just get with somebody with some actual talent, I will never, I will never be that dude that's gonna break the group up. I will be the glue. I will be back there dancing, you getting want, in. Hey, man, you want to be Michael Bivens? All it day. ain't nothing wrong with that. All day. Oh, all day. I would have been so good being... You hear about all these R&B groups and, and the dudes in the background mad. Why well, you don't let... I don't get this. Man, I don't... Man, all them checks is clearing. Cool. You mean that's less work for me? You I mean, mean you got to be in the studio laying your track down three extra hours and I get to go to the crib? And I said, man, please. Yeah. I don't need that fame. Let me let me be at the concert getting that show money. And, you know, I piece up out. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? I can, I dance, spin. We can put one microphone. I come back to the microphone. I slide in, slide out. Yo, and you know what? Yo, I will talk at the beginning of that track. Like, All it day. is the most passionate thing in the world, man. Like, yo, I, I, I'll say Mr. Telephone, man. You know what I'm saying? I'll be like... Can you try again? I know I didn't dial the number wrong. <laughs> Yo, man, the new edition story has brought greatness to the world. Yeah, Yo, I'm, just, I'm just saying, like, yo, all my like, you know who in middle school and high school, like, I wanted to be, I wanted to be Diddy. I wanted to be Diddy. I'm like, yo, he just be on the track. He ain't Take got that. no real. He ain't got no real skill. He just out there looking like he having a good time. I'm sure he cashing checks. You know what I'm saying? Ain't no pressure on him to drop no no hot bars or nothing. Just but yeah, all day, man. For real talk, the the dude who is the dude who was wedded in the whole new edition thing was Devoe. He did nothing. He didn't never sing first. 
He never said he had a rap every now and then trying to be smooth with his six five self. And that's it. The only thing he had to do was learn how to dance. Yeah, somebody brought up the dude um, from Boys to Men with the deep voice. They was like, yeah, man. All he did yeah. was talk and, and hit, yeah, hit the lows. But I need faith. I, I need it too, baby, please. I mean, he set he set you up for the crescendo. Hey, on, on the real though, if I had a voice, if I had a voice like his, man, yeah, I'd have been talking on everybody's track. I'd have been a hired gun. Boys <laughs> to men couldn't have afforded me. They'd have been like, yo, you either with us, you not. I'm like, yo, man, it's, you you making me miss too many money, man. I'm I'm going yeah. any R and B group that needs somebody to talk at the beginning of the track, I'm there for it. Yo, man, the best yo man, the best all-star that came in and came out, Nate Dog, baby. Nate Dog will sing on anybody's track as long as you pay it. Yo, he will sing on the Graham Crackers commercial if you see him. You see, I'm I'm kind of mad you bringing Nate Dog into it though. And let me tell you why. Because Nate Dog wrote hooks. He yeah, wrote he did the hooks. more than that. And that's that's what I'm saying. But what I'm saying, he wrote like and there's there's a, a distinct skill to just being able to come in, hear a beat, and be like, all right, I got a catchy hook. Let's go to work. Like, yeah, he he was the hook. Like that. That's why I be thinking like T Pain don't get the shine that he deserve either, man. Like there was a point in time where like T Pain was Nate Dog. He was he was the new Nate Dog. Yeah, he'll, he'll give you a hook, and it's your job to not mess it up. Yeah, I mean, it's just like you, you know who else can do that. And I hate to do. I I shouldn't say I hate to do. I don't know to do. I hate to do's music. But if Future was just like, yo, I'm just gonna be the hip hop hook man, yo, <laughs> I'd be all right with him because yo, he'll give you he'll give you a hot fire hook. I don't know what he talking about, but I mean, yo, hey. it'll get you hype. And if that's but the then, only thing but then he decide that he, he wants to rap. rap. You know what I'm saying? Like, come on, bro. Like, I mean, even though his hooks don't even be making sense, and I'd be like, yo, man, I don't know what you're talking about, but I ain't gonna front. Man, let's be real. Between that hook and that beat, that's kind of fire. I, I was gonna say, man, let's be real about Future, man. It's never the hook. It's the beat. Because Once again, there's a distinct talent to be able to hit the beat yeah, and just be like, yo, I got a hook for you that's not gonna take away from this beat. But the thing about it is, man, you give him a horrible beat, that don't mean he gonna make a great hook. Just saying. You and, and I and I'd like to bring I'd like to bring his his first three albums as proof. <laughs> Just saying. I mean, okay. <laughs> I mean, yeah, future is trash, but but I hear what you're saying. But yeah, man, I was watching the movie Head of State. And man, Nate Dogg did the joint for that, man. Yeah. He was even in the damn movie. And I was like, damn, Nate, you just going to take any money. But I can't be mad at you, bro. <laughs> I mean, if they pay you, they pay you. Shoot. Got to do what you got to do. Ah, wow. So, petty number four. Yo, man. This, this might be the biggest petty of them all. So I guess one day, so first of all, the Utah Jazz are an 11-game winning streak. Great for them. They're number one in the in the West. Great for them. They still ain't winning it. They still ain't winning Jack. But it's nice for them to be good for a while. So, of course, Shaquille O'Neal and all his intelligence, in quotes, he makes a statement which everybody else on the planet is like 
really, bro? Like, what? What? Like, what are you watching? Because we don't understand what he's watching. When he makes a statement, oh, excuse me, he didn't make a statement. He told Donald Mitchell in an interview, quote, you don't have what it takes to get to that next level. I mean, I, th- I think they were off camera, though. No, he said an interview. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. He said it. Now, I don't know when it happened. I mean, it was captured, but I don't know. Yeah. yeah, it wasn't on camera. You're right. It wasn't on camera. And pretty much, you know, it was, I guess he told him this a couple years ago. And he took it to heart. He's like, I'm done with you. And basically, Donovan Mitchell became a beast. Within the last two years, Donovan Mitchell is a beast. It's what it is, and that sort of thing. So, the hate is real, ladies and gentlemen. The hate is real. This goes all the way to the Utah State House. They filed a resolution honoring Donovan Mitchell over Shaquille O'Neal. Like, I could read all this to you, but first of all, I'm going to say big up to Utah for backing their dude. However, the statement, honoring Donovan McNeil, I'm Donovan Mitchell over Shaquille O'Neal. Come on, man. That's not even in. That's not I even mean, look, reality. the way Donovan Mitchell handled the interview was kind of funny because, like, he ain't even say nothing back to Shaq. It was, he just said, all right, that's it. Yeah. But I mean, but then they go and basically, like, they talk about how Dominic is great for Utah Jazz and the, and the community. And, you know, I guess his nickname's a spider. They're going to make it the official state spider. I mean, arachnid, as they say. But then they go around and take, like, all the, talk about all this stuff that Donovan Mitchell does well, and Shaq does it like his free throw shooting and stuff like that. But come on, man. Like, yeah, this is like a petty on like nine because they actually took time to do this. And then yeah. if you watch the video, the woman who's presenting it is in a referee shirt. And the dude who's in charge of the hospital rest representatives has a Utah Jazz jersey on. And I'm just like, bruh, really? We, we just taking this clown car too far and then on top of all that like it's great for Donovan Mitchell to be all you know numbers better than her better than him and stuff like that but Shaq got titles son and I mean Donovan Mitchell got titles and Shaq's got like five of them joints four 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 titles Donovan Mitchell ain't smell the finals man so like I'll give them I'll give them an A for, for backing that dude, but I'm gonna give him a D because like this thing is lengthy, man. This thing is yeah. like really lengthy. It's like it's. 65. I thought I thought it was kind of messed up when they said we're not talking about Kobe's Bryant's Lakers or Dwayne Wade's Heat that won yeah. championship because like he didn't do nothing. I will say, and two of those, they're right. In the Miami Heat Championship, Shaq was just a distraction. Yeah. And in the last Lakers ring that they won together, it was really the Kobe show. But them first two, that was all Shaq. Yeah, it was just like... You know, I just can't... 
like I give them props for for protecting it for backing their boy up, but I don't. Well, well, all this stuff is great, but you ain't got no chip. So it's like until like when they start talking about the chips, I was like, you you need to get back in your lane. Look, man, I know, I know, I know. You all, you just love bringing stuff back to to championships, but I'm. I just hate talking about. I hate the fact that they feel the need to talk about this period because Donovan Mitchell didn't ask for this. You know what I'm saying? Like, because it makes it seem like that they feel like Donovan Mitchell is so fragile that they have to come to his defense. Like, what? Three years later? Yeah. I, th- I, th- I th- you know, you know what it is. This is basically them saying Donovan Mitchell's contract's about to be up. We gotta make let let this dude know that we love him, and we don't ever want him to leave because our primarily white economy is so dependent on this brother. Yeah, <laughs> that's so funny and probably so true. I mean, because that's what I was thinking. That's the other thing I was thinking. I was like, there's not a lot of black people in Utah, and having been there myself, I can truly say that. Um. You know, Moab, Utah, man. I went there for a couple days on a trip with some friends. We went to, we were going to Salt Lake City. So we stayed, you know, the art, arches and stuff. And um, yeah, the only black person I saw there was my reflection for the two or three days we were there. Like literally, I was walking down the street going to the library because I wanted some internet. And this is like 2002 or something, 2001. And um, I was walking down the street going to the library by myself for some crazy like I was young so I guess I was intelligent I was dumb as hell <laughs> and people are like driving their cars and I just look out and they're like looking directly at me as I'm walking they're not watching the road they were looking at me walking down the street and I yeah, was cause somebody like, was like we got a new one <laughs> so yeah man I didn't walk back they came and got me cause I won't about that life but I did go to the library and go to the because they had computers there. It's like, like I said, this is like 2001, man. And computers were, you know, I'll go and just finish creating the internet and stuff. So <laughs> it was it was what it was. But yeah, back to this thing. I mean, you know, man. I, I just, I don't know. I thought it was, I thought, I'm not going to say it was just unnecessary. Yeah, it, it really was unnecessary. And it was just like, really, bro? Y'all, that's, that's what y'all government be doing? Great. Now I see why our government is being stupid. So, all right. So, I guess the biggest thing we're going to talk about today is we yeah, had from, a conversation. From, from, one, from one story about dissing a plus-size male. Yeah. To, to dissing a plus-size woman. And... <laughs> I mean, because that's what's going on. And it's, let's just be real. And we had a, talk, a really good talk about um, about this subject. So I kind of want to talk a little bit about what we talked about as well. So first of all, um, everybody knows that The Bachelor is on TV. Yay. Not everybody knows. because Okay. Well, okay. you know it exists and you know the dude's black. So that's all you really need to know. So... So basically, you know, you had a black bachelor and the bachelor was golfing with some of his friends one day. And of course, you know, 
let's before I go forward, ladies and gentlemen out there, everything on the planet does not have to be recorded. Like, really. You don't gotta tape everything. And you tape everything. I mean, the only thing you don't man, tape probably if is it's not on social media, it's not real to people, man. man like people don't be taking a deuce and recording it. So basically, I'm sure somebody somebody is, but you can't put it on internet. So it's like you don't have to record everything. So basically, what happens is Matt James the Bachelor is hanging out with people. I don't know if it's his boys or some friend or whatever. They're people, and they're golfing. And then there's this one woman on the Bachelor. Um, her name is Victoria, I believe, Aunt Victoria Lawson. She's the queen of the bachelor house don't ask it's stupid but you know everybody's gotta have a character so, i wasn't so yeah everybody's gotta have a character so um basically off off camera the guy's like but are you man. really ever off camera when you make this arrangement to be best like well i wasn't talking about that part i was talking about the the fact that you know they're playing they're on the golf course, but that's what I'm saying. As one of his boys, you got to know we ain't never really off camera. Like, well, what? As long as this thing going on, you ain't off camera. Well, if one, well, that's the problem. One of them recorded it, so it's like, dude, don't record nothing when we're talking. I mean, that's that's dumb. Like, because if we're hanging out, I don't expect anybody to pull out their phone and start recording. Bruh, if, one, if one of our boys pulls out our phone, his phone, and starts trying to post random conversations we having on Snapchat, that's grounds to fight. You know what I'm saying? That, <laughs> that one hit a quitter, man. And that's like, just, you know, I'm just trying to document this for my followers. Man, get the out of here with that. <laughs> document your bathroom stuff to your followers. We on top of that. So basically, the dude was like, quote, now how is Victoria's body? You know, because when I look at her, it doesn't look nice. And you've been making out with this woman, unquote. You don't know who it is because you don't see him in the video. And then... Of course, Matt James, like, he kind of ignores it. And apparently later on, he says something off camera. I mean, because God knows why I defend her on camera. Makes no sense. But, and I don't know, he's probably just shocked, too. Time out. Time out. Yeah. First of all, what type of friendship do they have, man? Like, why are you concerned with whoever your boy is kissing? Like, bro, I'm not going to look at you and be like, yo, I saw you kissing her. I don't really think she all that attractive. Why are you kissing her? Bro, what would I care? Like, if that's how you get down, that's how you get down. We we got a friend that likes plus size women, like bigger than we, you know, necessarily think we could wrap our arms around the idea of figuratively and literally. But that's his thing. We Like, he bring a chick up and we, we well... If he would have brought a chick up, you know, and said that, we'd have been like, whatever. That's that's his thing. I, I, don't, I, don't, care. Yeah, I don't I don't care. <laughs> like, you know, the question should have been real talk. You shouldn't be asked this question. It should have been a different question. I'm not gonna say what the question should have been. It should have been a different question. But hold on, man. I'm just gonna be real and honest. Ain't none of them women on the Bachelor are unattractive. They might not be what I'm looking for. But none of them are unattractive. I so, mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't imagine they'd make the show if yeah. they were unattractive. I so, mean, because the show is about being shallow, pretty much. Yeah. So the first thing is, who is your boy to sit there and call one of those women up there 
basically unattractive. Like, he, he, basically, he, he better be. He better be sexy for male standards, and I, I can't necessarily judge it. But like, he better walk in the room, and chicks better be like, "Yo, that's the dude." Yeah, I mean, like, he, chicks gotta be fainting. I mean, because they gotta it, be giving him that Shawn Michaels walking to the ring treatment. Yeah, with under, <laughs> like chicks throwing underwears at him and all yeah. that, man. Because if you if that ain't you, you can't make that statement. Not even close, and you shouldn't be making that statement anyway on camera, or or video or whatever. But I mean, <laughs> somebody say he must think he's Shamar Moore. <laughs> you know, he might be the only dude that I would. Yeah, but still, it's just like, how are you gonna sit there and make that? And of course, she commented with a picture of herself in a bikini. Yeah, she's like, I look cute. And I was like, well, you're on The Bachelor. You ain't ugly. First of all, no the fact that you wasted your time to justify yourself yeah. to this guy. Yeah, who couldn't even be on The Bachelor. Like, so so basically, you got to be better than your boy in order for you to make a statement like that. And like, or like you had to have been on The Bachelor or you about to be on The Bachelor or once again, Shawn Michaels coming down. And he, did, and he didn't make the statement out of concern. Because look, I can, I can put the statement, look, just check my tone out. Check my tone out. And I'm going to say pretty much the same thing he said, but it's going to sound different can be like hey hey rude man i know you've been um kicking it with old girl man like um everything all right like um she's not usually the type of chick i see you with yeah <laughs> like i mean or, yeah. or if you, like it, it'd be one thing if like you see your friend making out with some dude that may or may not be a female because he's drunk and intoxicated then you go hey bruh you I'm sure you alright you know what I'm saying <laughs> like you sure you good well yeah I mean that's what that's that's a, I'm trying to come save you yeah yeah not not the oh you you've been kicking it with this chick that I can't really see any deformities in or it's not hazardous to your health in any way but for some reason I am so concerned with who you may or may not be engaging in physical contact with. Like, does your boy want to do something with you? Like, yeah. Like, <laughs> and I mean, I don't know, man. Cause like the how is Victoria's body? Like, you can see it on TV. She ain't ugly. She's got curves. I mean, you like stick figures? I mean, then, but, he, then he said she he thought she was fat. Basically, I mean, he didn't really say she was fat, but she said, "Cause I, when I look at her, it doesn't look nice," and I'm just like, "Bro, yeah." Bro. I, I wish the bachelor was a real dude. Like he would have been like, "Well, you ain't got to look." He should have been like, "Your ass ain't up there." So what you worry about, for? I mean, you know, it's just yeah. That that's just to me. That's just trash. And then like, so. It's, so we move from that conversation to another conversation because a lot of people think that um, an issue with the franchise is a lack of size inclusive to it, a lack of plus size women or plus size men. And my first thought to this is, hold on, man, this is the most shallow show on television. Uh. So, 
I mean, name me a yo, name me a more shallow show, man. Because literally, show is all everything about what they look like. From I mean, I guess, I guess. Because let's be real. If the Bachelor was not as they say cute or fine or whatever, you think they'd be there? Yes, I do. Because they'd want to be on TV. Oh, but they'd be there for the wrong reasons. Not saying well, they all they there for the wrong reasons, reasons anyway. All them shit is trying to be on TV. Some of these people trying to get married, but it is what it is. Hold on, bro. Some of them made it. I'm just saying, some of them made it. I mean, you can look at me like that all you want. But you, you, you mean to tell me that these attractive women are so desperate to get married to some dude that they have to go on TV? To find the love of their life. Man, miss me with that. These chicks trying to be on TV. Yeah, man, That's what this is about. Well, what I'm saying is some of the some of the women, and I can't speak for all of them, but some of the women are trying to get access to a type of dude that they want. And that's what the bachelor gives them. And access to that type of guy. Because you Yeah, right. and it ain't the bachelor. It's it's they want to get their celebrity up or their fame up so they can go find somebody else. Well, one, and they can maybe be famous in the process. One, you could get the bachelor. Two, you can make a good impression so you can become the bachelorette. Or three, now they got these other spinoffs like Bachelor in Paradise and all this other bachelor stuff. So like really once you get in the in the thing, it's not even about it's not even about necessarily just Bro, ain't nobody going I, up there trying to find a forever person. But none of them. But none do. of them are trying to. Yeah, but they do. This ain't Temptation Island. We ain't talking about that crap. I mean, 17, what, 16 seasons strong? I'm just saying, 16 years strong. I'm not saying it's the greatest show ever or anything like that, but there are people who find their person or they find or they have act, get access to finding a, their person. Maybe they don't find it on that show. Maybe they find it on a separate show. I mean, I'm not saying it's good, bad, or indifferent. I'm just saying it's what it is. And yes, you're right. Some people just want to be on TV. Heck, I mean, let's be real. All these people want to be on TV. Thank you. That's all I'm saying. They all just there to be on TV. Because that's the, that's the only reason why you would do something like this. Well, that and probably get access to other people. But once again, all these people up here Real talk would never get turned down by the average dude. And if the average dude does turn these people down, it's not because of what they look like, it's about their personality. So, with that being said, I mean, it is the most shallow show on television. And then on top of that, you know, the body shaming, yeah, that that dude's a douchebag for that. You know, and all these other people are douchebags for that too. However, the question is, you know, if you're going to put a plus size model or a plus size man on this show, then are you going to put a plus size bachelor or a plus size bachelorette? I mean, very possible. But here's what it is, man. I'm a big guy. That don't mean I love big women. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, and, and that's kind of the way I feel about it. It's like, basically you're saying, hey, we should put a plus size model there, so they can quote unquote have a chance. They don't have a chance on this type of show because the show is too shallow for it. I'm well, not- that's not true. But you, they could have a chance if you pick the guy that was per, you know, maybe wanted that. Well, and that's it, and that's what it all comes down to. 
it's like everybody's mad. Well, they only picking these type of people. It's about who the bachelor or the bachelorette wants. And but I don't I, even think that it, it's about what they're trying to put on TV. It's about what they're trying to market. Yeah. So I believe out of the 20 or 30 people there for each, there's probably like five of them, five, five people or maybe 10 who are literally like the type of person that person wants. And everybody else is just, you know, wall coverings. It just so happens, hey, sometimes you get the wall covering, sometimes you get the actual prize. It happens. But I mean, I just think that, I think that are we doing this? That we, if we're gonna, if something that's gonna happen, you just gotta make sure it's done one for the right reasons, and two because if you put if you put somebody up there that the person doesn't want, they're gonna be gone on to the first day. So why would you put anybody through that? You know, the bachelor. Like I watched the first episode because I was curious, and because I don't watch this garbage. But the thing about it is, like, it was like thirty women, and I think he shrunk it down to like, I don't know, to like twenty three after the first day. And then I guess last episode they brought like six new women in the house, and I'm just like, yo, I mean, it's feast or famine out in that piece. So it's like, you know, it's it's all it's all about shallowness. So I, I think if we're gonna start, if we're gonna advocate for stuff, we need to advocate for the right stuff. And like I said, can I can I can I just try to who is advocating for this? Like, is anybody really advocating for this, or do we have we just reached a point in society where we are literally looking for the thing that we want to complain so we can try to cancel something? So, because of this situation, um, you know, he went on the reel and condemned about what was said about her, and um, ABC declined to comment to Yahoo Life. But then the author of One to Watch, which is a novel that explores what it might be like for a fat woman to star on a show like The Bachelorette, suggests that James had already condoned such behavior by signing up for a show riddled with issues surrounding body image. Because let's just be honest, like, I mean, literally, man, I don't think that girl's big at all. I don't even, I wouldn't even consider her plus size. Wait a minute, wait a minute. So so she's basically saying that The Bachelor is already not down for the cause because he agreed to be on the show. That's what she said. And I think she's an idiot, but it's what. <sighs> yeah, you, you can't and, but that's the whole thing, man. That's what I'm saying. The show itself is shallow because like there's like they're, they're saying that Victoria's plus size. She is not plus size. She's not even close to plus size. And it's just like if you consider that plus size this show is so shallow. Is like you just gotta know what you're looking at, man. Mm-hmm. All right, man. Let me, uh, man. I don't, I don't want to be this guy, but uh, I don't, I don't want to be this guy. But all right, so we mad. So she's mad at old boy for agreeing to be on the show because the show is already demeaning to women by their selective na- nature and what they find aesthetically pleasing so he is 100% can't be down for the cause because he agreed to be on a show 
with a whole bunch of beautiful women trying to get his attention. All right. So if this, I know it sounds, it sounds, no, 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 no. I'm, I'm trying to make this like relatable so that anybody who may like agree with that, what I think is stupidity, like, can you know, bring it home. All right. So let's, let's reverse this. And I'm not going to say that a woman is being shallow. If, you know, on a show, she agrees to be on a show that she knows it's going to be a whole bunch of dude with six and eight packs up there, chiseled, looking good. I'm not even going to say she's shallow for that because that's unrelatable because women will be like, well, women look past, you know, physical attributes. All right. So let's say, let's say instead of let's focus on how these dudes look, let's say I said, hey, be the bachelorette going to be 30 broke ass dudes with no jobs no money no bank and she would be like why would i want to do that to myself well hey these dudes might have great personality they might be full of ambition like how are you just going to be so shallow and and not even give these broke dudes a chance like i mean so why is he shallow for being like well i'm cool with you putting you know, 30, 40 fine women around me and seeing which one I select. Like, I don't feel like a dude should have to come up there and be like, I'm only going to be on your show if there are women all over the spectrum represented. I need some big chicks, some tall chicks, some little chicks, some skinny chicks, some white chicks, some dark chicks. Like, I mean, why does he, why is that his responsibility? <laughs> like, and, and why can't he be against body shaming but still not necessarily want to be with a bigger woman. Why can't both be the case? Like, I mean, if a dude's like, hey, I don't like, I don't like, be, I don't like big tricks. I don't find them attractive. I ain't knocking them for it. If a woman says, I don't find short dudes attractive, I ain't knocking her for it. That's, that's what she finds attractive. Now, if she, for some reason is like, I hate little motherfucker. Like, all right, you being looks, you know, you ain't got to care like that. You, you just ain't attracted to them. That's cool. Like, like it's it's not like oh boy. Like, I get it. Everybody feels like he should have just told his friend, "Hey, that's not right, man. You can't do this." But let's be honest. We all got one friend that says dumb stuff all the time. We would be spending all of our energy every time we with this person if we had to fight with them every time they said something stupid. The fact that he didn't even really acknowledge it means this ain't the first time he said stupid stuff before and him and his friends probably just be like hey man that's just he's an idiot i mean we love him he cool he's just an idiot and that's always the one who's holding the camera recording stuff <laughs> that's the dude whose camera you should take away but yeah i mean no i'm with you man because we never hear about this when the bachelorette's on tv nobody's calling for for big for big dudes on The Bachelorette. You know, I'm just like, the double standard is real. But when it's all said and done, look, man, in the, in the article there, women it said, hey, you know, somebody was like, when can we see someone above a size six on the show? And I'm just like, first of all, I understand that the majority of people who watch this show are women. But like, I mean, 
You are you should already know what this show's about. So that's what I don't get. That's what I don't get. You complain about something that you already know what it is. I mean, look, man. I don't get it. You know, we've talked about it all. It's it's, it's the fragility of um I guess women's self-esteem now when it comes to, to body issues that our society has created. But if you ask my opinion, like women ain't helping it. Because like I don't know, I just don't see and I get it because we don't face the same social pressures to look a certain way, I guess. I mean, I guess. I'm gonna say I guess very loosely because um on the Bachelorette, I don't see too many um big dudes up there. I don't oh, see no man I don't see no man boobs. Um not at all. You know what I'm saying? Like, but you know what I also don't see? I don't see a lot of dudes being like, yo, that's messed up. Because like, we watch that trash. Oh, even if we did. I mean, I'm just saying. Into. We, know, we know what's up. Like, we know. Like, look, as a guy, I know that a large majority of the female population would probably prefer to see a dude take his shirt off and see some abs i'm not saying that's what every chick's looking for i'm just saying i understand that that is stereotypically what the mark for you know the manly man is he's got you know he's ripped do i lose sleep over it no i just know that when i go to the beach i keep my shirt on you know what i'm saying so we all feel good I don't remember the last time I don't remember the last time I've taken my shirt off in public. Or if I take my shirt off, I'd be like, yo, this ain't for you. This and is nobody, for my comfort. Yeah, nobody wants to see that. This is for my comfort. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Ew. No, nah, that means you look away. Yeah, if you don't like it, cool. Somebody else will. Yeah. And I feel I that's what it is. I guess I guess us as men do have the luxury of feeling like that's not the only thing we're measured on but but that's because you can't I, take your pants off yeah i mean I, I hate i hate to equate it i hate to equate aesthetics to money but i feel like it's 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 relatable like because as a broke dude i might be like <clears throat> yeah i know if i had more money I probably would be more sexually appealing to a lot of women. I'm just, I'm just and you also and I'm not calling any lady who feels I'm not I'm not saying that women are just shallow in that way. I'm just saying that Yeah, I wanna know what you just said. <laughs> I'm just saying that society <laughs> has told me that men with more money have more options. <laughs> I like the way you put that together. <laughs> you, had to, you had to slow roll that. <laughs> yeah, I ain't calling. I ain't saying she a gold digger. I mean, but she does like to be financially stable. <laughs> yeah, she wants security. Yeah, security. Oh yeah, I mean, because let's be real. A dude who's driving the Benz and me driving my Focus on my Fusion. I mean. Yeah, somebody I'm up take, here like I'm gonna take that L. Yeah, somebody up here said, "Yo, man, a POS with money got more options. It's just what it is." Yeah, yeah. I mean, 
I mean, listen, listen, pretty much listen to every hip hop song. <laughs> you ain't got no money. What? What's that song? If you ain't got a job, you ain't gonna be with me. I mean, Chris Brown said these these Johns ain't loyal. I mean, yeah, gotta get the luxury rental car. That's funny. <laughs> <laughs> Just for the weekend. <laughs> oh man. So yeah, stop body shaming people, people. I mean, look, man, love yourself, and you don't need to be on no show. Stop, stop tax bracket shaming people. <laughs> yeah, yeah, really. Don't tax bracket shame me because I'm po. So in brand new news, that wasn't on the, that wasn't on the show. Apparently, Matthew Stafford got traded today. Or we'll Yay. get to the Rams. Yeah, I just want my boy to have a chance to win. And for Jared Goff, you can't do that in Detroit. Jared Goff, two first round picks and a third round pick. Third round pick this year, first round pick next year and the year after. And they get rid of Jared Goff. So basically, hold on, hold on, hold on. Like how did how, how did the Lions win in this? Like, I think they took a massive L. Cause literally. Well, let me hold on. Let me change that. Well, they got the they got the picks. No, no. Yeah, I was got I was about to say I had it wrong. Yeah, they, they got the picks. And I mean, look, let's be honest. They got the picks, and they don't necessarily have to get a quarterback now. Because that's the thing. Everybody was like, you know, you get the picks so you can draft one of these quarterbacks. You get the picks. You ain't got to draft a quarterback right now because even with a, a rookie quarterback, your team sucks. So why not take these these all these picks you're getting right now, get a whole bunch of talent this year, and then maybe next year you get a quarterback. Well, no, it's not a whole bunch of and talent. Then Jer- and, then, and then Jared Goff, I mean, is he great? No. Not, it's just a financial hit for Jared Goff. But no, the situation is they only get one pick this year, which is a third-round pick. They don't get the first round picks to 2022 or 2023. But so that's the thing. That's what I'm saying. Like, you get your, you you take the first you take the pick. You got golf, who's like your your pause quarterback. So this year, you know, you like, hey, we get what we get. We got a quarterback. We ain't got to press for that right now. And then next year, if there's really a quarterback out there that you like, yo, this is the dude. You got the capital to pull the trigger. Yeah, but I think the or now they got the draft capital. If they really think one of the dudes in the draft this year is the dude, they got all the they got all the picks in the world to move up in the draft. Yeah, but I guess the big thing is, you know, the Jared Goff situation. Next year they can cut him without getting penalized. Correct? No, no, that's that's a Madden rule. That's not a real life rule. Oh, dang it. So, I mean, cause but but they don't they don't owe him like um they just owe him his salary because the signing bonus stuff. W- when people say guaranteed money, they're talking about the the signing bonus money, and yeah. that money's already been paid. Yeah, I mean, cause golf is a little bit more expensive than Stafford, right? I don't really know. I think he's Who's more golf think costs golf, more. Yeah, golf costs more. Yeah. So, I mean. But then again, he you don't have the guaranteed money tied with him. So no, nah, they probably could get rid of him. Yeah. So 
you know. And then somebody was bringing saying, ah, oh, it's gonna drive that price for um what you call them up? Deshaun Watson, which basically means that the Washington football team will be rolling with either Alex next year or Heineke or somebody else. Or somebody they're gonna get off the free agent list because we're not gonna pay the price that Houston wants. Because we shouldn't. And because we would I mean, like I get it. He's a one in generational talent. But unless we're talking about first round draft picks in the future, like I give him this first this year, next year, heck, they got the third one. But I ain't giving him no players. I mean, for what? That's dumb. That's well, I think I think the reason the the player was given up in this one was um well cuz they got to get rid of golf. They can't keep both of them. Yeah, I was about to say because they, they financially they can't keep both. Yeah, but I'm saying and Detroit's probably like, "Yo, we're not trying to have to to dig in that well right now for a quarterback anyway cuz we didn't really plan on doing it." Yeah. I mean, so but Deshaun Watson, man, that 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 price is going to be high. And to be real, that price is going to be unreasonably high anyway. It's going to yeah. cost a first this year, it may be a first and a second next year. But you know, if they said that's what we want, we give them that. Yeah, take it. You can take our first, second this year and next year. For for that, you best believe it. But they're gonna want players. They're gonna want players here. And that I think Maybe. that's wrong. I mean, I don't I don't I don't know if they necessarily are. They shouldn't. I mean, look, yeah, of course they, they might be like, yo, give us Montez Sweat or give us Chase Young. Ah, but I mean, they already know the answer is probably going to be no on that. So, yeah, you're not getting the part seven. I mean, I don't think, and yeah, because everybody else who we feel like we would be able to trade is our free agents, and we're going to try to resign them. So, yeah, I mean, I wouldn't do it, but we'll see. We'll see what happens. Um, I mean, I was hoping we get Stafford, but hey, yeah. I'm not Whatever. exactly. I'm not exactly disappointed that he's not going to Washington. I don't. I don't want my boy to go to die. At least I feel like in LA he got a chance. I switched, man. That's foul. Oh well. So, Roby, it is your turn, sir. What you got? All right, for? man. It's it's gonna be. It's not gonna be long. But um, in the midst of this pending um snowstorm that we're, we're supposed to be getting this mini blizzard that um, people are preparing for. Um, it's crazy. Um, interesting. The most interesting thing that happens is anytime they say it's going to snow and you're anywhere that's considered moderate south. So, I mean, we're VA, so we're moderate south. We ain't used to getting snow like that. Um, panic sets in. Um, they've been treating the roads for like four days um which i guess is a good thing just in case but and every the milk is gone and, yeah. and the bread is gone and i mean what else is gone bottles of water just flying out the shelves and we're just going into a panic as if the projected three to six inches of snow that we could get is literally going to be enough to keep us caved in for weeks. And I just realized what the most comparable thing is. 
the Republican Party is just a snowstorm, man. As black people, we we see the Republicans coming and we just go, oh my God, we got to brace ourselves for the worst. Not realizing that we get through it. Like, look, Trump four years was rough. But, um, we all right. I mean, we still here. Like, did you die? I ain't die. I I'm mean, good. and if, if we did, we, we died from COVID, not necessarily from Republicans. Now, they they did, you know, mess some stuff up, you know, to kind of slow this COVID process down. But yeah, man. um, Yeah, man. Republicans are just a, a snowstorm in the South, man. Like, trust me, it might be bad for a few days. You'll survive. That's all I got, man. All right. I mean, I hate snow with a passion. Passion. I mean, I'm, I'm not necessarily a fan of having to go out in it. Look, I love looking outside and seeing the snow, but as an adult, the reality sets in that man, I gotta go places, man. And it's not even about me, man. It's about everybody else out here driving because they're terrible. I mean, yeah, but they exist. As long as they exist, <laughs> they. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, man. We know who the day I'm talking about. Like, especially in the South. Like, this is what happens. Anybody with a pickup truck or SUV in the South, for some reason, thinks that they're impervious to the physics of ice on the road. Because they're like, I have a four-wheel drive vehicle, which means I should be able to take this turn at 60 miles an hour. No problem. Who cares about ice and inertia and friction and all of those things that we ignored in physics? And then they flip over, and then they're like, "Oh my God, stay at home if you, if if you if you if you don't feel comfortable, you should stay at home." Like, nah, dude, if you just slow your ass down and stop <laughs> thinking that having a pickup truck or a four wheel drive vehicle makes you a superhero in these streets, like, no, ice, that's the problem. Physics. <laughs> yeah, I think some people skip that class. Yeah, you know, because I mean, and I say that because. Even in Virginia, I mean, when it rains, hey, let's go faster. Hydroplane much? I mean, what? It's, it's not a coincidence when there's bad weather. There are more accidents. Duh. I mean, so. Funny how that works. I mean, you know, you figure that out, you might be able to figure out everything else. Who knows? So, awesome. Thank you. Um... My five this week. Favorite Marvel characters. Five favorite Marvel characters. So, I'll start. Because I never start. And you look like you need some thought. So, good, but no, go ahead. I'm actually good on this. So, of course, I mean, I'm a big Captain America guy. And, of course, Moco Cowboy says Batman. And <laughs> we're going to meet him for the rest of this. I thought. <laughs> um, so, I'll... I'm a big Captain America guy. The movies. The comic book, I, I think it's trash, but I, I like the movie. I like Chris Evans, man. Chris Evans did a really good job as Captain Captain America, especially in the Winter Soldier. I'm a fan of the Winter Soldier. That's obviously one of my most favorite Marvel movies. Um, number two is, of course, Iron Man. You know, the first Iron Man was good, and... You know, they had me at the end of the movie when he told everybody that he was Iron Man. I was hooked. At that point, I, it was, I was in. You think I'd be in before that? Nope, I was in then. Hey, I'm Iron Man. 
wait a minute. You just completely deviated from the comics. Yep. Wow. Mind blown. And then the last thing she said was, I am Iron Man. And he fixed everything. Um, number three, surprisingly, I think Peter Quill is dope from Guardians of the Galaxy. Star Lord. You know, I mean, he's funny guy. Funny guy. You know. So you you picked your Marvel characters based on the movies. Well, yeah. See, when you say Marvel characters, I'm just Maybe like fine. Yeah, I, I was just thinking my fa- my favorite five Marvel characters, period. Yeah. I wasn't necessarily gonna go with the movies. That's fine. And 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 yeah, that's fine. I got no issue with that. But yeah, Peter Quill, I like what they did with him in Guardians of the Galaxy. Because literally, Guardians of the Galaxy were D plus players. And the fact that that movie was legit, and then the fact that they actually were a big deal in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, they did that work. I appreciate that. Um, Number three is... That was number three. Excuse me. Number four, you know, I'm a sucker for Ant-Man, yo. Paul Rudd's funny. He's good as Ant-Man. You know, I, I... He's awesome as that man. I never really liked the character in the comic books. I thought it was stupid. But I guess when you bring something to pseudo life, it makes you think differently. Um, And unfortunately, I've been watching. I feel like every weekend uh, for three days straight, because they pay so much money to for um, Endgame. Endgame, yeah. They got to play it like all the time. But, you know, the part when they all come back and then, you know, he grows and the other three come out of his hand. Yeah, yeah, and I, that's kind of dope, um, you know. And I guess my number one, and I think it's gonna improve later on this year. I'm a big Falcon guy, man. Falcon was—I'm I, I, ready for them to delve into Sam Wilson's character a little bit more. I'm really just ready. I'm curious for Falcon and the Winter Soldier, man. I need to see this new Falcon Captain America uniform. How close they stayed to the comic books like this whole story like i'm anxious i'm interested and i'm here for it and on a completely side side note i sent you a text earlier moby wandavision you it's like shield man it's, it's I, the I'm on, I, I, start, I started watching episode three today yeah. i mean at the, the end of two i was three. like okay something happened and then i'm like all right it I, like I said, I knew what it was going to do, but like, God, what? Yo, episode one was painful to watch. Because it gave you it gave you nothing but the last thing that you saw was the hand. Yeah. You didn't know what, you had no idea what that was. But you find out later what that was. So it's like, I feel like, you know, at three, you kind of realize what's going on. Four, they pretty much tell you what's going on. And... I see why they didn't give us one, two, and three at the beginning. They gave us one and two. I didn't, I watched them all today. So if they had to give me one, two, and three at the beginning, it probably wouldn't, it probably wouldn't have this knot in your stomach as you did watching one, which I will agree was very painful because you really didn't know what you were watching. You just did. Yeah. And number two, okay. The whole thing with the, the gum up the works thing was funny, but 
still. And then at the end, okay, we, we're making some changing here. And then number three, you say you just start watching three. Makes a lot more sense. And four really puts together the first four episodes. Now, I'm like, I gotta wait six days for fucking, excuse me. Oof. I gotta wait six days. That's your second F-bomb up here. Shut up. I'm just saying. That's Shut up. Second F-bomb. So, I gotta wait six days. So now I'm mad. I'm mad that I watched all four of them. Because now I gotta wait. But, they're only like 30 minutes long. Yeah. So, I mean, that's good. I guess. You definitely get in and get out. Well, I mean, because let's be real. A sitcom is about 30 minutes long. Yeah. So, yeah. Number number three is is much better. But, I mean, real talk, man. First of all, a long time ago, I did not know the Scarlet Witch was the Olsen twin sister. I didn't know that. I never put it together. I literally never put it together. Yeah, she's a she's Ashley and Mary Kate's sister. I mean, I, I heard in an interview. I think when they were talking about Wandavision, I heard in an interview, and I was like, "Dang, I didn't know that." Because she looks nothing like them. Like it's no reminder. And I like, yeah, man. It's just, I like, I like what's going on now. Now I'm, I'm in it. And I wish I wasn't as in it as I, sh- I shouldn't have been. So I'm kind of mad now. But other than that, I'm mad because they didn't just throw them all out there, which I would have been very happy with. This whole game, I'm not fair with. So, um, so yeah, definitely watch that. If you listen out there, watch the um, yeah, she's an adulted, <laughs> adulted size Olsen twin. Yeah, that's funny. Um, and Godzilla, they were a couple, and Agent Ultron, they were brother and sister. Come on, man, why are you gonna do that? That's just freaky. <laughs> so, if you haven't watched it, you should. It's two hours out of your life, and then you'll be mad just like me afterwards. All right, Tigo. Um, <laughs> roll tide, whatever. All right, all right, Moby. Yeah. yeah, so I didn't know we were talking about. Marvel Cinematic Universe like I didn't realize that was the criteria so my list is probably going to be my list is going to be all so hey um, black people Black Panther is not in my top five list Um, in the MCU Marvel Cinematic Universe he definitely is probably my second favorite character in the MCU he's my second um, actually, in MCU universe, yeah, he's clearly my second because my first would be my first in real comic book anyway. So, yeah, so <laughs> I'll start at five. At five, Doctor Doom. I'm just, I don't know. I'm not. I wouldn't say I'm a fan of the bad guy, but Doom has been. Doom is like a bad guy that's really. A, he's just him. He's an antihero. Yeah, he he's. He's, still he's good. He's bad. You know what I'm saying? He, yeah. But, but his character has so much depth, and it's so shallow all at the same time. It's just, <laughs> I've always liked Doctor Doom. Um, number four, Thanos. Um, and I'm not even talking about MCU Thanos. Like, 
I think Thanos is an interesting comic book character because in his quest for power in the comic book, like it's all about his insecurities. It's not necessarily even about his quest for domination. The comic book he's is really preying on all his insecurities. Which well, makes him so, Yeah, but so did the movies. Yeah, but I say the comic book did a little more so. I guess because he was courting death and whatnot. But um Yeah, you can't get part of the movies. <laughs> but um yeah, so I think it it made him more relatable as a bad guy because like he's questing you know, he's on this quest for ultimate power to on this what he considers a noble quest. But in the comic book is really just a quest for power. But yeah, I I, I maybe I'm a sucker for the bad guy. But um number three, Ashley's Falcon. And yeah, it's your number one, it's my number three, but I just and I'm really interested to see where they go too, because I can't I can't wait for it in the MCU world. But even in the comic book, I've always I loved the the evolution of the Falcon, and when he became Cap, the, the Captain America, it was like yo, they just took him on a journey. Um, number two, it's not all right. So if you're not a comic book person, you don't really know. But Maestro. Interesting. Explain who Maestro is. No, no, no. I want you to explain who Maestro is so then I can piggyback off of it. So basically, Maestro Maestro is the Hulk from like, I guess, thousands of years ago or a different planet or whatever. But basically, he's Hulk with all of Banner's intelligence. Exactly. with With all of his... He still gets stronger when he gets mad. He gets he has everything. All if you watch the movies, it's pretty much what Mark Ruffalo was in the Hulk in the in the um in Endgame. Except we really don't know if he got stronger if he got madder. We don't know that. But yeah. Maestro is basically that. Plus, all he he didn't all the strengths of both people. Like the Planet Hulk comic series is dope. Yeah, and no, he's not Eric Banner. God knows. Why did you even bring that up, Marco? That is the worst Hulk movie ever created. That might be the worst Marvel movie ever created. And they made some really bad ones in the 1900s. Uh, God. But yeah, I've always liked Maestro because, like, from my standards, he was like the closest thing to a Superman like character that Marvel delved into. Well, not really, but. I mean, Hulk with his intelligence is just unfair. And so, no, he's not like Greyhawk. Greyhawk was intelligent, but he did not have the Hulk ability to get stronger when he got madder. Actually, he got he was the weakest of the Hawks, but he was really smart. And he uses intelligence to take care of his strength. So, continue. And your number one? Thor. Not Thor. I'm sorry. Loki. You like Loki? I've always been a Loki fan, man. Like his... He's charismatic. He's evil. He's charming. I mean, he's very insecure. But he masked it in all his charm. Like, I think Loki's just one of the dopest bad guys. He's not overpowered. So he's not one of the bad guys. It's just like, oh, no, there's no way we can defeat Loki. In in many ways, it's more like, 
how the hell is Loki able to defeat y'all? <laughs> Fair. I mean, I think there's a little bit of appeal to that. Like, you know, how the hell is this dude giving y'all so much trouble? Like, when you put, like, him and Thor beside each other, it's like, yo, Thor, why do you always have so much problems with this guy? Hey, man, he's a god of mischief, man. That's what it is. But yeah, so... I, and even in the MCU universe, like, they've done Loki well. I'm, I'm anxious for a show. Yeah. That, they've that's only the second season. I'm like, wow, is it that great? So I'm expecting good things from his show. If they're already signed on to a second season. So awesome, man. Good stuff, good stuff. So, man, what else is on your mind? Blizzards. From DQ? Yeah, they're pretty good. Uh, man, they, they, I, man, they, I, I have a problem with the fact that every time they make a blizzard, they got to hold my cup upside down just to show me that it's firm. Like, I believe you. It's like y'all got trust issues with it. Well, because apparently there's some, there used to be a thing where if you did that and it fell out, we they would give you money back and replace it. But I think they got rid of that. Then why do it? Like, you know what I'm saying? If, if there's not a chance that I could win something for this, don't flip my cup upside down, man. You don't, I don't need to see all these tricks in my ice cream. I don't think they had choices. I don't think they have choices. Yeah. It's part of the thing, man. It's just part of the thing. What thing? The blizzard. Is that part of like six steps? Um, six steps. Yeah, like, the blizzard. So stupid. It's like it's so thick that it will stay in your cup. That's the purpose. Yes, it's stupid, but that's the purpose. I mean, I'm just letting you know, bro. Letting you know. I'm just saying, like when I go to Wendy's and get a frosty, they don't they don't do that because that's not their thing. <laughs> and that joint will fall out. Who wants to clean out? Clean no. They suck. Them, fr- them frosties be kind of thick now. Yeah, I'm, I kind of want to go get one, but it's cold out there. <laughs> if I had a, if I like had a driveway and stuff, be different. But the fact that I might have to park somewhere else when I got a nice parking spot, I have to deal with that tomorrow. Is that it? That's all that's on your mind? I mean, man, look, yeah, man, we, we we talked <laughs> about a lot. We talked about a lot of petty, man, and I just ain't got it in me, man. You know, petty petty's exhausting. I ain't got it in me. It can be, yes. I'll take your word on it. I mean, I do what I can. So, all right. So, what's on my mind? You know, I'm actually all right today. I don't really have a lot on my mind today. I mean, there's a your basic stuff we can always talk about. Like It's Saturday, man. See, I feel like the only time I can really think about anything profound to say it's got to be on a Friday or Sunday, man. You put it on this Saturday, and you you messed up my whole thinking part. Like, now, tomorrow, I'm going to have a whole bunch of hot fire topics to think about, and I'll be like, well... Better write it down. Man, that's, man, that requires work, man. I ain't, I ain't out here working at this. Yeah. I mean, there are a lot of things I could talk about, like Representative Green. She's crazy. Uh, <laughs> you say that about a lot of politicians. Crazy. Because I think you have to be a certain level of crazy to do a job like that. I think you have to be a certain level of corrupt. A little bit. I I, I combine it all. Because if you're not corrupt, you're not going to be... If you're not crazy, you're not going to be corrupt. Mm. My opinion. So, I mean, you know, like I just read today that five of Trump's defense attorneys leave the impeachment 
impeachment team. Like it matters. They're not going to impeach him. It's a whole waste of time and stuff. So great. Um, you know, they're not trying to pass this, the COVID stimulus because, I mean, the filibuster thing. Look, man, you got 51 votes. Just do what you got to do. <laughs> I mean, just, you know, you just got to do what you got to do, man. And I'm just over it. You know, Who's going to be the biggest Royal Rumble surprise? Somebody asked. Well, um, I don't know. I mean, CM Punk? No, he didn't die. Um, I don't know. I mean, it'd be interesting to see CM Punk there. I mean, it's hard, though, man, to beat the Edge thing because Edge last year, it, and that's funny because. Um, I remember watching it last year and when Edge came out I, I'm sitting here watching it by myself and I freaked out by myself like I was I was like I was in 100% sheet mode and I was like yo really because I'd heard there have been some rumblings maybe and I was like man you know and then he came back in there and crushed it you know he didn't work so but he said he's going to be in it. Um, I don't know. If I had to... Who, who, who showing up would actually make you freak out again? Wow. That's good. Um, CM Punk. I'd lose my mind if CM Punk... If I heard Cult of Personality, I would lose my... I would lose my shit. Literally. I really would. Because yeah. That that probably yeah. CM Punk's probably the only dude who if he came out, I would completely 100% lose it. Because I still to this day do not think he will ever be in a WWE ring ever again. That's For fair. what? I mean, he 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 don't need money, you know? I mean, I hear they all miss the the stuff, but there are no fans there. Like, lot there are no lot of fans there, so it's it's another thing. I mean, yeah, it's just. But if CM Punk was coming, it would be this one because there are no lot there are no fans there, and you know, what will probably happen is, it Truth will come out, and he will come up and beat up Truth, and then they will play his music. That's how I do it. I wouldn't come through the way everybody else comes out. I would come from the crowd, beat up Truth, and take his spot if I was CM Punk. But, yeah, I think... Um, I don't think there's anybody else I really care enough about where I would be. I mean, if John Cena came in the Royal Rumble, I'd be like, okay. I mean, you know, that would be interesting. Um... The Undertaker, even though he's retired, if he were to come out, that'd be interesting. Oh, I'd be so over that, man. I'm just like, Joe, just just die. Let it die, man. Just let it die. <laughs> um, yeah. I, I don't know, man. I think because I know he'll never wrestle again for real, I would freak out if Stone Cold actually came out there and did something. Yeah. Nah, 
because I know he can't. Even though he's been talking about one more match, he has been talking about that. I mean, if you look at him, yo, the dude's in better shape than he was when he was wrestling. Yeah. Well, I expect Taya Valkyrie to be there tomorrow. I'm about to say, I also, I, also would, I also love The Rock. If The Rock showed up, I, it'd be cool. Because I'm like, I just... He wouldn't show up because it saved him. Some people require people. And some don't. Like, you know who I would mark out for? If Dean Ambrose, a.k.a. John Moxley, came in a Royal Rumble. Because the word on the street is, as Triple H said, we open for business. So... If there's ever going to be a crossover and they called him John Moxley, I'd probably lose my shit. Just because there's no way I would expect it. No way. It's not even close. Um, Shaq, no. I would probably get close to turning it off. And I've never turned off a rumble. But I don't need no celebrity effort there. Um... Wow. Who are free agents? Yeah. I mean, Rich Swan would be interesting. He's the Impact World Champ. He used to yeah. be the Weight Champ. That'd be interesting. Like, I kind of hope that they made, they would make an agreement. Chris Jericho would be yeah a shock. Break the walls down! Like, like, yeah. Yeah. So, this is, I hope that they actually hit us with a couple surprises like that. People from different companies. Just for one night. They ain't gonna win it, but just for one night. I just think that would be interesting. Because if that were to happen, it would be the talk. For real. Um, But other than that, nah, man, politics. That's the only thing that's really on my mind, and I just don't really feel like talking about it because it's all dumb. And it's just like, that's why I didn't. Let's get the let's get the vaccine out. You know, one point nine trillion dollars. Canada's giving their people money every month. I mean, what? I mean, even if I don't get it, like let's be real, I want to get it. But if it helps other people who need it, I'm fine with that. But I will say this whole unemployment thing, this extra un- money for unemployment. I don't know how much. I don't know how much down for I'm not anymore. Because it's not like they're not jobs out here. People just don't want to work. I mean, and that and that's a that's a story. That's a conversation for another time. But I just know that I, I feel like you know. Um, Here's here's my thing. Just real quick on that. Yeah. If you were already in a job that made X number X number of dollars and for some reason you lost it due to COVID and they want to give you more money for unemployment, cool. I get it. If you've never worked more than a minimum wage job, you shouldn't be getting more money for unemployment. Because you were never making that money and now it's incentivizing you not to go to work. That's that's my only stance on it. Like so if you are if you're making fifty-five thousand dollars a year and your industry or whatever just collapsed due to COVID, 
cool. I get it. Throw you some extra money in that unemployment so it ain't you ain't taking that nosedive. If you ain't never done anything other than flipping burgers or checking on fries, I don't know if I feel cool with you now making more money than you ever have for not working. That's my stance. True. Now, am I mad that you're getting the extra unemployment? No, but I'm just I just know it's hurting. It's actually being more harmful to employers and employ other employees because like it's almost like dog why would you keep going to work at wendy's when you can get these unemployment checks in yeah but i mean it's almost almost like it's penalizing people for working yeah i mean it's see and i've always thought that you should like i like that he put in 10 percent more for the food the ebt and that stuff i'm I'm a I'm a fan of that because I feel like everybody needs to be able to be able to afford to eat, you know, but, and I understand that, you know, unemployment. Yeah. You got to pay rent. And if your unemployment covers your rent and your basic utilities, word, I'm cool with that. But then sending home and just collecting that. And then on top of that, collecting an extra $300 to do absolutely nothing with is like, or to go do things, go buy Jordan's. Or whatever. I mean, and that's for me, that's where my issue lies. I mean, and maybe one day we'll have a conversation about um, the people on the street. You know, the homeless and the people who are pretending to be homeless. That's that's probably going to be another day. That's another day, another conversation. Um, because I, what I don't get is in Hampton, literally they have signs saying, do not almost basically tell you not to feed the homeless not to give stuff to the homeless because all they gotta do is call these numbers or go to these locations and there there are people who either are homeless or claim to be homeless I can't tell you what's the truth on that right under the signs like they can't read which they it's possible they can't but you know who can read the people who keep giving them stuff <laughs> and I'm just like I know you, you probably think you're doing a good thing but man I mean, you got to be able to read that sign too. <laughs> and it's to me, it just, it's like I said, it, the sad thing about it, man, it looks like, it looks, I'm going to get hated and that's okay. But it looks like this is a plan because the same people are the same places every day. Not in the morning, not in the evening. And I'm just like, <laughs> and I've had a bad experience. Like I saw a dude who was supposed to be homeless, get into a, a Benz and drive off. And I'm just kind of like, you been out there all day, then you get into your Benz and drive off? Bro, like, I, I have very strong opinions on that, but this ain't the time. That's, this ain't the time. Nah, not for that. So that's what's on my mind. A whole bunch of stuff that we can't talk about right now. Because that's just a serious conversation. And I still got some serious soul searching it to make sense of it. Soul searching. 
I mean, it's what it is, man. Because I ain't trying to say people lying, but you kind of. <laughs> I want to make sure I I want to get some more proof before I can say that. Cause I just I don't know, man. I just it just looks bad. And then you got a whole bunch of people out here who is like you know who are really homeless and stuff. And the fact that there may be people out there pretending to be homeless just bothers me to no end. So. I mean, I can understand that. I don't, I don't like that either because I, I know there are people who are, but I try not to think about that. I mean, I can't, you know, I try to think about it either, but like every every light. There's... Oh, no, what I mean is I try not to think about that. It's like, yo, if, if you're going to give to somebody out there, like I'm not going to try to go into their backstory and figure out yeah is this person legit or not i'm that's that's too much work yeah i mean that's why i don't necessarily give to them i give to places so i mean it's what it is i guess all right well another awesome episode started out with the petty ended out with the sad (laughs) i don't think that's the way it was supposed to work but that's the way it happened so um on a positive note it is almost February. It's almost Black History Month. And to celebrate Black History Month, we're going to continue to do this. Black making history. I mean, all day, every day, baby. That's what we do. I mean, you know what? If black don't crack in. Yeah, and other things. Black ain't whack. No, it's crack ain't whack. No, it's crack is whack. I say, um, don't say crack ain't whack. I don't know if you want to advertise <laughs> that, bro. Like, no, no, I'm not advertising for crack. Because they pay me. No, but still. Um, yo, man. Hey, appreciate you, bro. Nice, good episode. Like, thank everybody who is listening. Um, once again, like us on Facebook. Like us on Twitter. Follow we got us. a logo. I mean, we got, we, we got, got a logo. Over there. It's funny that you went the other way. That's what's up. <laughs> We got. I hope you like the new logo. Um, definitely go to the website fiveminutewarner.com, all spelled out. You know, once again, thank you for listening. Thank you for hanging out. You know, tell a friend, tell somebody. And yes, for the first time, we got spam on our on our feed. So that means we must be doing something right. <laughs> we got bots. Yeah, we got bots. <laughs> so, once again, I hope everybody stays safe out there. Don't do nothing too stupid that would get you in trouble because these days it just ain't worth it. And we will holler at you at another time. <laughs> you told friends, but you told them it will be on tomorrow. Just tell them, what, tell them to go to the Twitch site. For, you know, yeah, they can still watch it. Subscribe, they can still watch it. Subscribe, become a friend. And then as when it comes on, we let you know. We here. Just like Bray Wyatt, we're here. We don't go out like that, but it's yes, we ain't got that budget. Nope, not at all. All right, people, thank you again, Mo B. Appreciate you, bro. And we will holler at you at another time. Peace. You can send any questions or comments to five minute warning nineteen at gmail.com. The five minute warning can now be heard on Spotify. Apple Podcast, Breaker, Google Podcast, and Radio Public. Share, 
like, subscribe. You've been listening to the 5-Minute Warning with Ruben Brown. Search 5-Minute Warning on the Spotify app. Peace. Stay safe out there.